There's no end of disputes between software vendors and their customers when it comes to licenses. A fresh wrinkle came in the case of the Small Business Administration and Software AG when the agency switched from a processor-based license to a processor core-based license. Here with the lessons learned, Smith Pactor procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo. And Joe, tell us about this case because I'm not certain everyone understands the difference between a processor and a core. Well, first of all, you're asking a lawyer, not a software engineer or a hardware engineer. So <laughs> I'll give you the description that I But understand. somebody figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> With the increasing integration of circuitry in computers, you still got a single chip that is the central processing unit, CPU. But on that chip, they can break it down into basically several subchips that are each able to process computer instructions and software and those are called cores. So a single chip might actually contain several different processing units. Yeah, it's usually an even number, two, four, six, eight core processors. I'm sure there's a reason for that, but it's not one that I understand. In any event, this deals with the transition from single core CPUs to multiple core CPUs. And SBA had been fielding web methods software to, I believe, design integrate and maintain their web environment for their applications. Since 2004, about 10 years into that, they changed the hardware configuration to multi-core CPUs. Because I think all new computers have multi-core CPUs in them, if that's the way CPUs are built nowadays. All the ones I have do, and I guess you're right, that's how they get better speeds and better performance. In any event, we've got the situation where they had to redo the software licenses for web method software. And the new licenses, as part of SBA's hardware upgrade, allowed SBA to use the web method software on a total of 48 cores. No matter how many CPUs were running them, it still had to be only 48 cores. A couple of years into that arrangement, an SBA engineer noticed that they were actually running it on more cores and that web methods assumed that the number of cores was going to be limited to 48. So SBA did an investigation, and in fact, they were running it on 128 cores. Almost a whistleblower type of disclosure. Well, almost, yeah. And, and to its credit, SBA you know, admitted that's what they were doing and started discussing it with the software publisher and trying to figure out how to deal with the licenses. For reasons that don't really appear in the case, that didn't work out, and eventually it went to a dispute. And there aren't too many of these disputes that actually go to a decision, so this one's kind of significant in that regard. And this is a decision by the Civilian Board of Contract Appeals. The name of the case is Imix Technology versus Department of Interior. Imix uh, then Imix, was the reseller of the software. Imix was the reseller, right, and SBA, for some reason, was buying through the Department of Interior, so we've got their names on the case. So when we have this go to a decision, SBA tries to go back to their original perpetual licenses and say, well, these were on a per CPU basis. So we think we're entitled to use a CPU basis for the new software licenses that we negotiated in 2014. The board didn't buy that argument. The board decided instead that the parties clearly anticipated changing the method of licensing as part of SBA's hardware upgrade. Got it. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo, and that decision meant that the SBA had to shell out more to cover all of the cores, all of the 108 cores it was running the software on, correct? Right. They were short 80 cores, and 
The question is, what kind of relief, uh, what kind of damages does SBA have to pay for that gap? Now, there were some issues that the SBA did prevail on. One of the issues that had to do with what would be the cost of those AD cores, and web methods argued that they had to pay the list price under the federal supply schedule contract that was used for the acquisition. As you may know, federal supply schedule contracts have a stated list price, but that is frequently discounted, especially in the software area. Here, there were significant discounts granted to SBA, and the board did not accept the argument that web methods should get the list price Instead, it was restricted to the discounted list price. In other words, SBA had a discounted price for the first 48 cores. The extra 80 cores that were discovered, they would therefore get the same price as they got on the first 48, whereas the company was trying to get the list price on the additional cores. Right. And that was a a significant issue. That plus a couple other issues that web methods lost resulted in their damages going down from a maximum of $14 million that they had claimed to $1 million. So that was a significant haircut they took on the damages. Wow. Real money. So what was the other issue they lost on besides the discount? Well, web methods had a categorization of cores as type A, B, or C, depending on their processing capabilities. And SBA was fielding processors, which they categorized as type C, but the licenses were only for type B. They lost that issue for a couple of reasons. One was the categories had nothing to do with any industry standard. It was just some you know, arbitrary determination that they had made about where they were going to draw lines for licensing purposes. And secondly, the web methods understood that the servers SBA was going to field were type C cores, but instead they proposed type B licenses. So it looked like a mistake that the contractor had made in the course of setting up this contract and not a deception on the part of SBA. Wow. So SBA then ended up with 108 cores they had to pay for, but they would get them at the discounted rate and the rest of it, tough luck for software AG and the damage is only a million dollars. Well, some people think a million dollars is real money, but uh, it certainly isn't the $14 million that they were seeking. No, or the uh, $2 trillion they were giving out to small businesses at the time when this, when this finally came to court. But uh, So the lesson learned here, then, is pay attention to your new hardware and understand the licensing implications before you install new hardware. Absolutely. And obviously, uh, as... You know, these environments become more and more technically complicated. The licensing is going to follow, and you're going to have to be more careful about how these deals are structured. Well, we got to the core of the issue on that one. Joseph Petrillo is an attorney with Smith, Pactor, and McWhorter. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.